Welcome to Darkly Lit, where nothing can be done. You're hopeless. That planet is coming to eat Earth whole without a care, and we cannot stop it. I'm your host, Kayla King. I'm joined by my other two amazing co-hosts. We have Sade. Hello. Greetings from uh, other universes, I guess. <laughs> I'm so low level energy for this, but, but like we'll get through it. I mean, it, it, the low energy is kind of, I would say it's fitting for this, but. I have like Ramina levels of energy tonight. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. That's where I am tonight. <laughs> and our other co-host, David. There are two Raminas in this story. Only one of them has agency. Can you guess which one it is? <laughs> if you guys have not guessed. I, I mean, we've said this title so many times. We finished reading Romina by Junji Ito, or Hellstar Romina. I've seen it called both. Uh, I, I have too. Um, Is that a translation thing? Like when they localized it, like when they printed it in English, did they call it Hellstar Romina? Or was it known as Hellstar Romina in Japan? Like, I don't... I would have to see the uh, the Japanese title to know. But like, I have a physical print hardcover print and it's just junji ito Ramina. yeah every copy i've seen or physical copy i've seen says just says Ramina. so my guess is that the the japanese title had like some kind like some form of hell start in the title like harusta Ramina, probably something like that and then just for simplification because u.s really likes single word titles this is true. So, mm-hmm. although there is a trend in in manga, especially re- recently, where the titles are really long. Have you noticed this? Yeah. Yeah, like um, I decided to try and pick up girls in a dungeon or something like that. <laughs> yeah, or is yeah, it wrong yeah, to yeah. pick up girls in a dungeon? I think is the official title. Or like the devil is a part timer kind of title thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I've seen even longer ones. Which yeah. Is like, no. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're getting long. I miss yeah, the days when it was just like random object, like bleach, <laughs> or like berserk. With yeah, like several exclamation points. Well, okay. No, 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 no. You know what? You know what it is. There's that one that's just called bastard, and it's like <laughs> bastard with four exclamation points. Or ones with the titles like holic, but it's got three X's in front of it, so you think it's XXX holic, but it's just holic. Yeah, yeah. There's weird ones like that. Clamp has some weird titles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway as much as i would rather talk about anime please wherever what you were saying kayla uh for now uh just for the sake of um simplicity we'll just call it ramina um say would you like to give the summary because even though i know you gave the summary last time i volunteered yeah i volunteered as tribute I hope you're comfortable getting up on this crucifix because you're the tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, 
You could probably pronounce the names a lot better than we can because you have better weed cred than we do. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 weed strength the weed strength is strong with this one. So, I, well, I guess out of the three of us, yes, I did also like take Japanese in in high school, so I'm at least confident enough that I can pronounce names. They're not crazy. Uh, okay, Ramina. Uh, so the. Manga, so it's manga, super back to Junji Ito, who we all know is well known for his horror manga, and we love his art. <sighs> okay, man, I really don't want to discuss this book, but it opens up, you know, very attention grabbing. We've got three panels, it's like a mob, angry mob chanting, kill her, and then we get this like shot of Ramina up on the cross, and we're like, oh, okay, shit, shit's already hitting the fan, and then we cut to one year prior. Uh, and we're introduced to Professor Oguro, who is being congratulated for his Nobel Prize, because uh, he, like, predicted the existence of some, like, wormhole, and there's this planet that has just appeared that has, I guess, come through the wormhole. I, I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And uh, his daughter, Ramina, it's her 16th birthday, and the planet happened to appear on her 16th birthday. And thus, he has named the planet after his daughter, Ramina. And so this kind of turns Ramina into a little bit of a celebrity, where people are like, oh, she's got, you know, it's the planet girl. Um, you know, she, she's kind of shying away from the limelight, but there's this dude named Mitsumura, who is from the Vesta agency. Like, I, I don't know, it's like pop idols or just like, you know, publicist. He's like, yeah, you could be a celebrity. An idol, essentially. And so she kind of just reluctantly agrees to it, but then she does really well. Everyone loves Romina. Yay. She has a fan club. She's got this sponsor with this family, the Mineshi family, and uh, they invite her over for dinner and we're introduced to one of her, one of the, the family's son, who, uh, Kunihiro, who is a big fan. And then later he uh, will... While they're visiting for dinner, we get a brief moment of, like, Kunihiro showing her this, like, bunker that the family has. Hmm, I wonder why. wonder why. And then we cut to, you know, scientists being like, oh, hey, that planet that we discovered, it's getting closer. And there's something weird about it. Now people are panicking uh, because as the planet is getting closer to Earth, it's also, like, destroying or devouring everything else in the solar system along the way. Uh, but while that's happening, Romina, it's Romina's birthday, and they're celebrating, and then people are also freaking out about the planet, and so they, like, turn into a huge mob that for some reason have been convinced that if they kill Romina and Oguro, her father, that the, the planet will disappear, or, like, leave Earth alone. Um, so they are at the agency, Vesta agency building, when, like, the mob breaks in, uh, and they're all freaking out because, like, somehow the planet got to Mars, even though our, our Discord patrons pointed out that, like, the order of that doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, this giant tongue comes out of the planet Ramina and swallows up Mars, and now people are panicking, and they're like, we have to kill Ramina and Oguro. So they, they mob the building. And so it's uh, Mitsumura, her, like, agent, uh, Kunihiro, which is, like, the sponsor's son, and then this guy named Goda, who is the uh, manager of Ramina's fan club. 
Uh, and then some other nameless dude, he gets killed right away, so we're not going to bother to name him, uh, escape in a car, and they get to Mitsumura, Mitsumura's place, but they're like, okay, they're going to figure out we're here. They do figure out that they're there, um, and they escape into the sewers. They are like, oh no, Ramina's here. It's like they see it all hovering above them, and you see the people of Tokyo being like, ah, what do we do? And someone's like, no, we have to kill them, and then we'll be okay. Because moms are scary. Oh, and then there's hooded guys who come on TV who are also like, yeah, we need to um, kill Rubina. Because that is objective one. Top priority, I guess. I don't know. Hold on. I'm flipping through the book to make sure I don't miss anything. So essentially, they're they're trying to get away from the mob. And at the same time, there's also like a little, couple different little side stories where it's like one, Oguro being like, oh no, what's going on with the planet? Uh, coming closer. Can we do anything about it? There's like a, a team of uh, astronauts that are going to go fly to the planet to like investigate or see what's going on there. Um, Ramina's group like escapes into the sewers, like I said, but then they get mobbed and um, Mitsumura gets stabbed to death and Ramina's super, super bummed about it. She cries, which is like one of three expressions that she has in this whole thing. <laughs> uh, so Mitsumura gets killed and she's sobbing because it turns out she had like like feelings for him but like there was no indication of that prior okay i'll save that for later and so she gets strung up well not yet actually they take her to where they have her father strung up on a cross and she's like oh no daddy and then they stab him with spears and now he's dead and so then they string ramina up and the um guy who was with her still because Kunihiro, the son of the sponsors, ran, and then Goda, her fan club manager, was like, oh, you loved him? I am sad. I will walk away. Because, okay. Because <laughs> I'm creepy and possessive. Yeah, and I'm so sad that you would love him. So they string up Ramina, and they're about to kill her, but that's when, like, the Ramina, the planet, her, its tongue comes out, and it eats our moon. And everyone's like, oh no, and then there's some nukes, but that doesn't do anything besides blow a bunch of shit up. Actually, Goda does save Ramina uh, at that moment before he like walks away in the rain all upset. And Kunihiro shows back up. He's like, hey, let's go to my place because we got that bunker. But his parents are like, no, you can't have her here. She's like responsible for all this shit. And so they kind of give her up to the mob. Because uh, they don't want to get hurt by the mob and so they would rather give her up. And then just chaos. Just chaos unfolds. It's like s- several pages of like Ramina running and buildings being destroyed and gravity's fucked up. And then she meets a homeless man who gets tortured with her for like several pages just because she was he helped her hide for a little bit. Um, the planet Ramina is like licking earth like it's a fucking tootsie pop it's <laughs> causing it to spin uh to the point that like gravity isn't a thing anymore and like ramina and the homeless dude get to fly around earth while all like this giant mob of just like people from around the world are like chasing them but then everybody is dead uh except for ramina and the homeless dude <sighs> they get caught they get crucified again Ramina gets thrown around by a ragdoll by one of the hooded guys for a while. Hooded guy turns out to be Goda. And then there is also this little bit of a more interesting subplot of, like, 
the Mineshi family, like the sponsors, like, cause they were in their bunker and they're like, okay, we're going to leave the planet cause there is a shuttle for only rich assholes and politicians. So let's go do that. And so they leave earth thinking that the astronaut team that had like gone prior was sending them a signal like, Hey, it's cool here. It's fucking paradise, but it's not fucking paradise. It's like literal hell. And uh, you can't take your helmet off. Cause then you just, the air is like acid pretty much. Yeah, I'm doing great, aren't I? You're on a roll. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, you're doing better than... <laughs> what? See, my, my, summary, my summary would have just been, and then some guy shows up, and he's terrible. And then another guy shows up, and he's also terrible. A lot of this, dudes are very terrible. And then, like, the KKK-looking guy licks Ramina's face and then smacks her against a wall for fun because it's weird and what the fuck. And then also everybody, yeah, flies around chasing Ramina and the homeless guy is like almost a superhero with the shit. Uh, well, like his gravity is is like non-existent at this point, so he gets crushed by a building. But because gravity is not a thing anymore, he gets lifted off himself. Um, so yeah, so like the so everyone who tried to escape to the planet Ramina, they're fucked. Everyone else who's like left or like is a fucking crazy mob or is just Ramina, homeless dude. They run into a couple. And there's, like, two kids with them, and they escape to the Mineshi house where they had the bunker because you, oh, hey, that homeless guy is probably their estranged son that was hinted at that they thought was the astronaut on the planet Rumina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Earth gets swallowed by the planet Rumina, but it's okay because our girl and the homeless dude and these random strangers are, like, floating in space in the bunker that somehow got, per- like, blasted off into space. And they got, like, a year, maybe, that they could survive in there. And Rumina's just like, okay, cool, whatever. I'm just gonna stare out into space with the same expression that I had in, like, the first page. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's Rumina. Okay. Damn, son. <laughs> before, before, okay, before we get into, like, opinions and all that i want to give mine really quick because i had already seen i had asked for questions and comments and of course our discord by the way if you want to join in our discord discussions please join the midnight marinara patreon for just a dollar a month you can join on the patreon and have discussions with us on these books and all that indeed a lot of the people that joined in there really did not like this story and i get why don't get me wrong i really do understand but I don't think I hate it as much, and I probably I probably think that you guys didn't like it as much either. But, okay, the way I view it, I think if you look at it from a distance, the idea behind it is kind of fucking brilliant. One, the horrifying part of the fact that a planet is coming, it's going to eat Earth, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. And the fact that humanity cannot fathom that and all they can do is just cling on to anything. In this case, they just cling on to the hope that if we kill this person who just happens to have the same name as this planet that's coming for us, maybe we can save ourselves. But in the grand scheme of things, this planet doesn't give a shit about them. It's just food. That's it. We, they, they're, this planet knows nothing about you guys. What does it care? We're just food to it. And it then leads into that whole sadness of what do we matter in this world? In the grand scheme of things, what do we matter? And I think that's brilliant. I think I think that's probably why Romina, from what I've read in or seen in video essays, it's often compared to H.P. Lovecraft. In H.P. Lovecraft stories, it's always the hinted at like, well, Cthulhu might come and eat us. Cthulhu might come and destroy the world. Oh, this monster might... 
oh no, it could happen, where in this story it's like, no, it's happening, you're fucked, sorry. And This I, is true cosmic horror. Yes. This is like, nope, it is facing you right in, it's right there, it's happening, you can't do anything, and this scares humanity so much that they'll do anything not to think about this or consider that, well, that's the end of it, even when they see it right in front of their face. And I kind of like, I do appreciate that. However, when we get into the details and the actual story itself, it's not well executed. I will give it that. I don't think it's well executed. You know what? I'll, I'll pause here. What did you guys think? Uh, I mean, for, for pretty much, yeah, I agree with you. The, the concept... And a lot of, like, the themes, like, exploring, like, what drives hu all of humanity into madness or just, like, the confrontation of just, like, we're fucked and, like, the denial that, you know, people experience, like, the collective craziness. Like, there's some really great themes. Overall, the whole concept, like, fucking brilliant. I would I love the concept. But you're right. The execution, uh, at least for me, was... Really disappointing, because um, I've never come across, like, a Junji Ito work that I, like, did not enjoy on, like, you know, on a more than average level of, like, how much I enjoy things. Um, I think the biggest issue with, with Remina is, like, the pacing mm -hmm. with, like, Kazuza Uzumaki. It's it's a longer, it's a longer graphic novel. In some parts of it, maybe it's even a little slow, but, like, it builds up to like that all the craziness at the end really fucking well whereas this just kind of like escalates immediately <laughs> and it does not stop i think another issue too is um and i saw a couple of discord members mention this he does very well when it comes to shorter stories mm -hmm. um in the case of uzumaki it's more this weird thing is happening and we're following different people and the like small stories that are affected by the spiral mm -hmm. i think this story would have lent better into that sort of format it would have been because again concept brilliant oh my god we're going this is something bad's gonna happen we're gonna die it would have been nice to see different stories around the world of, oh my god, how is this affecting people? How are we, how are they reacting to it? And the horror of that. I think this is the first time I've read a Junji Ito story where it's just, it, it's a one continuous fluid story rather than a collection of thematic stories. Because Tomi had that sort of, has a similar vibe as well. Mm -hmm. It's not just one continuous story. It's a lot of different stories surrounded by this one girl so right i mean there's probably others i just don't uh i just don't know of them but i mean there's definitely other works of his that i haven't had a chance to read yet and i would like to i don't really know what to compare this to other than say the other ones that i have read which are uzumaki and the amigara fault again amigara fault is a shorter story too yeah it is a shorter story that's the thing i definitely feel the same i think there's a general consensus here because i think for me the stuff with the looming planet, the stuff with the cosmic horror, the existential dread, and even, like, the trying to find thematic comparisons between what's happening to Earth and that Romina versus Romina herself was something I was reaching for. Yeah. Romina is the opposite of the planet, and that the planet has this weird, horrible, sinister agency, and there's nothing you can do about it. And Romina, things just happen to Romina outside of her control. The entire thing. The mm -hmm. entire story. And other people just kind of pick her up, literally in a lot of cases, pick her up and just keep her moving forward. Even if she just wants to be like, no, I, even like the one time she's like, 
let me just stay here and be killed. And they're like, no. And then they move on with her and she just doesn't do anything. And at a certain point, it really just leans into the absurd because the part where you talked about pacing and the pacing issue got to me after the second or third time they tried to ritually sacrifice Romina. And mm -hmm. I just went, they're going to set it up and then Romina the planet is going to interrupt. Mm -hmm. And by some crazy coincidence or miracle or whatever, Romina will get out of the situation relatively unscathed while everybody else is killed or maimed or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like when they first survive that nuclear explosion or when they survive being, you know, the, um, the planet getting licked for the first time and the city collapsing or when they survive being blown around the entire fucking earth while an army of haters chases her <laughs> deliberately led by the, uh, the worst fan club president ever who's dressed like a fucking cult leader who won't also won't die. It just got way too fucking silly. I, I think like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that. It, like it just, once it got to, we're flying around the world and, and an army of, of people is chasing us, flying deliberately after us to kill it. I get the tenacity part, but Jesus, if you, this all could have been resolved if you just fucking gave up. Like they had her so many times and they were like, let's kill her. And what's his face is like, no, we have to do this ritually in order to appease the thing. And you know, and I, this was interesting to me, you know that, what was the, the ultimate, the fan club president's name again? Goda. Goda? Goda, yeah. Goda. Goda. Yeah, you know he was getting off on this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the whole, like, weird part where, like, he licks her. Yeah, she's, like, unconscious, and he's, like, hanging onto the the thing that her dad is, and he just takes the opportunity to lick her cheek with his creepy, gross Romina-esque tongue. Like, planet Romina-esque tongue. <laughs> yeah. Here's the funny part. Okay, I almost see this as a funnel. You got the top where it's, like, great ideas, great ideas. And then I could see how these ideas came about, but then he's, like, it's almost like he's, like, let me take it a weird, a more absurd way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, let me... So, like... Hold on, let me explain. Let me explain. Okay, so, for example, okay, plan is coming. It's going to kill us. Humanity uh, freaks out. What do they do? Well, what do religions typically do? Sacrifice people in order to save themselves from the gods that are going to destroy them. Ramina's a scapegoat. That's... Okay, that's the idea. They take that too far. Same with... He probably thought, okay, what would happen if a, uh, if a tongue swallowed the planet whole how would that work and then he would think well of course gravity would uh would be messed up because it would be spinning he would probably be spinning it into it okay so then gravity messed up okay what if we have a weird ass chase scene with a bunch of haters and i just feel like everybody on the planet would be turned to fucking jelly because of the centrifugal force of right the planet i had that <laughs> too like even if they like were like hurling around the planet for the, like the like the speed that they were going at that they did a full rotation around the planet i'm like no you guys would be jelly i feel like the gravity well is is it the combination of the fact that the, that the gravity is being offset by romina's own gravity like that was the other crazy I thing get, you know uh... like romina is so close that her gravity is offsetting earth's gravity so now every and and okay i could forgive that part of it as i think about it just because like Ramina is from another universe where logic doesn't apply in necessarily the same way. You know what I mean? Possibly, yeah. From another... Ramina yeah. came from another universe. Yes. Came from a wormhole. So does it bring with it its own, you know, 
other universe logic or rules of, of physics. Yeah, I mean, some of, the, like, the really crazy shit with, like, gravity being messed up and, like, earthquakes and... The... Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I could have enough suspension of disbelief, you know, to to be like, yeah, okay, yeah, why, why can't they, like, fucking hurl around the earth being chased? Um, I... It, for me, it was mostly just, like, all of the characters. You know, for me, like, I need good characters. I need well-written characters. And, like, Ramina, yeah. so far from it. So yeah. far from it. It's really upsetting. And then... I liked I liked how Random Homeless Man became an important character. I know! And then it turned out, only because of coincidence, that he was the lost son of the that Maneshi family. Me, yeah. I did kind of appreciate that little surprise. I was like, okay, that's, like, guess kind of okay. okay. Yeah. But I, I think I know what you're about to say, though, right? You wanted him to be just Random Homeless Man and have no connection to anything. Yeah, I kind of did. that... That kind of would have been cool. He's just like, he goes to fucking bat for her for no fucking reason. <laughs> I almost, I, I almost kind of like, because it, it almost sort of hinted at this. And there was a point where I'm like, ooh, you know what? This homeless guy might be my favorite character. Because he was just like, didn't give a shit. He's just like, God, I just want to be left alone. Dude, and it would have been, I think. Hardcore, I, he hardcore parkours like everywhere. It's I, great. <laughs> Gravity gets fucked up. It's amazing. I think it would have been, there's that part of me that thought it would have been more funny if he's just grabbing Romina and just continuously going rather not to protect her, but because I'm pissed. These people try to kill me. Fuck them. I'm living on, I'm living as far as, if I'm going to die, it's not by their hands. Damn it. I like something of that nature would have been funnier to me. Well, and I like the idea of if it pisses them off to help you escape, I'll help you escape. Exactly. <laughs> it becomes more of a slight revenge thing. Yeah. Um, but I, okay. I had a theory with the whole, uh, human Romina being as passive as she is, but I, I think it falls flat once I thought about it. So the the thought I have is the reason she's so passive maybe could be because that I mean humanity is naturally that way in this situation. What can they do? They can't do anything. They're just they have to just let it happen. It's going to just happen no matter what. But then and I thought, "Oh, what an interesting bounce between the two." But then I realized, "No, she's passive even before mm-hmm. this all happens." Uh-huh. Like she so I think it might be more of a I was thinking it might be a Japanese culture thing as well. Well, I was going to comment, is this like a commentary about idol culture in Japan? Because uh... what does Romina actually do? What is she talented in? We don't see her actually do anything to become an idol. She just is because other people decide to give her the idol label. Yeah, because she's pretty. She smiles all cute in, in commercials or whatnot. I don't think it's so much a commentary on like idol culture because there's like definitely other things that are worth exploring if you're going to talk about idol perfect, co- yeah there you go blue. go watch perfect, perfect blue if you blue. haven't seen perfect blue it, uh, Ramina's character I think does reflect a little bit on on that Japanese culture of just you know you know being I don't want to say passive but like respectful quiet uh not be rude um, uh, unfortunately it is passive yeah but, passive is kind of the best word for it but um but it's for the reason of being respectful rather than but i feel like ramina's character is she just so empty she doesn't change at all from beginning to end you think like and like you know watching her her father and like the, the dude she like get murdered like, yeah, okay, she, like, wallows and is just, like, leave me to die for, like, a minute. And then is, 
But I don't know. I feel like she should have been like insane or something at the end of it. Yeah. I don't know. I I was I was just overall really disappointed with this. Some of the art was really great though. Like that's the only thing that I can like flip through and like actually enjoy is looking at some of the art like the uh when they take the helmet off on the planet Ramina. That those were some yeah. fucking great pages. As pointless as I think the scenes where um the rich people go to live on Ramina. It, God, they're so fucking stupid those people. But it has the best body horror those were like the most interesting pages to me yeah because i i don't know that was more horrifying to me like okay you think you're gonna be safe if you go here but no you're fucked and you're stuck there now that was to me more interesting than all the crazy that was happening on planet earth agreed again i think it would have been better like if there was a collection of short stories like maybe romina's story would have been a much more smaller story and then we follow this group of rich people who say okay let's save ourselves by going to this planet and then that horrifying thing happens or like other reactions from other people i think this is why uzumaki did it better the difference between uzumaki and uh ramina is the spirals are much more subtle horrifying thing that's happened that they you don't realize until the very end there really is nothing you can do but just Mm -hmm. it's going to happen no matter what there's still that sort of hope, like, well, maybe there's a way. And it's almost more like a mystery to figure out why is this happening. And I don't know. I, I just think there are two very different types of stories. Uzumaki is more of like a subtle build mystery collection of stories where this is, bam, here it is. Crisis, crisis, crisis. Reaction, reaction. It, it is disappointing. I don't hate it as much as, like, I think uh, other people do. On the contrary, I didn't hate this. I just think that it gets it gets beyond absurd at different points. That's yeah. and it didn't leave me a lot to work with when it comes to talking. Like yeah. I said what I wanted to say about it and now I'm ready to move on. Yeah, same. I'm in the same boat. I can't stop thinking about how useless the cult leader guy is because clearly he he wasn't doing it. He wasn't doing any of this. I say it again. I stress it. He wasn't doing any of this to appease Romina. He wanted to get off on torturing Romina. <laughs> The part that made me fucking laugh is when he has her in low gravity and he just spins her around <laughs> over his head by her ankle and like smacks her against the building like she's a fucking pillow. Like she's, he's got a big, like I don't, like a pool noodle or something. Like, and he's clearly just like, this is the best. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, no. I I feel like a lot of what our, our Discord patrons were saying, I don't, I didn't take what they said as necessarily like, like hate for the book because I was... I was agreeing with a lot of what I was seeing, or like this could have been better, um, either shorter or longer, you know, if like certain things have been like developed on more, if it just had been like a lot cut out. But yeah, I think overall, I don't think anyone like outright hates it. I think we're all just very disappointed. And if not disappointed, at least very bored by it. Yeah, at least it was a short read. Yeah. So in July, I read about like five different books. One of them was Romina, and I want to say three others were just disappointing reads. I'm not going to say what they are, but let's just say Romina was probably the second best read I had. And the one that I actually enjoyed was a reread, just so I could have something that I'm like, okay, I need a book that I know I'm going to enjoy, so I reread a book. I, I think that's probably why with Romina, there's that part of me that's like, well, I want to give it a... I don't hate it. I don't feel, I think it's just like, it's disappointing, but 
it wasn't as disappointing as these other books I had <laughs> just read, so. Oh, fair enough. Uh, do we want to move to the comments by our listeners since there's less questions and more comments? Yeah, let me, I'll give the comments first and then I'll give the questions. So I have a comment from Bringer. Thank you, Bringer. I wasn't really a fan of the story and I like a lot of his other works. By the time I got to the planet spinning, it was so unbelievable it took me out of the story. If the story focused on the planet instead of Romina, it would be cooler seeing how what seeing how and what the planet does instead of watching everyone be dumb and thinking naming a planet after someone makes them control that planet. You know, I don't think it's dumb that people think this because you'd be surprised how crazy people can be. And well, yeah, when when the the it's the mob mentality group think it's also focusing on that when faced with something else they latched on. We talked about this extensively. Yes. Even when their lives aren't being threatened, people will believe the craziest shit. Um, just yeah. it's true. I, I don't want to get into that, but like, well, it's especially relevant. The it feels like it's especially relevant these days. These last the, couple uh, years, yeah. These, yeah. these last More couple like, years. Last. Three, four, five years. Anyway, yeah, but... Uh, also, I'll say this on more historical matter. There are cultures, I mean, that took that idea of sacrifices. I mean, look at Greek mythology, look at um, Mesoamerica. There is history of cultures thinking, okay, if we sacrifice this... Hell, Christianity has that same thing. If we sacrifice this lamb, if we sacrifice Jesus, we will be saved. Uh... So the whole idea of... Let's sacrifice someone to save us from this evil being or this horrifying being that will crush us all or destroy us all and bring us to hell isn't something that's pretty surprising or mm-hmm. as bonkers as some people might think. Yeah, no, that, that part, that part I didn't think was too crazy. I, I wasn't sure what he meant by focus on the planet, because if we just focus completely on the planet itself and try to figure out what the planet's about, I don't think that would work. But if we had the planet as a focus the same way that Uzumaki was the focus, where it's just stories that surround around this horrifying thing, then yeah, I, I think that would have worked better. Uh, then we have a comment from Fengsway. Thank you, Fengsway. The longer this went, the more boring it got. It was Ito with one main idea, throwing others at the wall to see what stuck. That worked extremely well on Uzumaki. Here, it just ended up feeling super forced in parts. I'm honestly not sure if he is capable of doing a singular long format story that doesn't d- devolve into interconnected short stories. For better or worse, his writing is largely episodic. And fuck it. What long format stories d- he does have often, for me, at least tend to have a really disappointing rush confusing ending. Yet the solid majority of his short stories are bangers. Therefore, deep breath, Junji Ito is the Steven King of manga. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, man. But I've heard that comparison before, too. And then a long comment from Dan. So thank you, Dan. I thought this story was dumb. Dumb can be a lot of fun. However, I didn't find the story particularly entertaining. I thought it could have leaned harder into the comic absurdity of everything happening instead of seeming to try to keep a somewhat sinister tone in places. The mob mentality theme was oversimplified to the point of being silly, and I think the story could have been stronger if it was slightly more self-aware. Perhaps this was the case and I missed it. I think it is self-aware. I just don't think it was executed as well. It didn't come across that way, at least to me. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is self-aware, <laughs> which is why I do enjoy it. Otherwise, it's watching people play chess in their heads in the middle of like a fight that should only take 10 seconds. Anyway. 
I personally didn't like watching poor Romina being endlessly physically and emotionally tortured while having no character development aside from just being Eeyore. (laughs) (laughs) The stuff with the family escaping to planet Romina was my favorite content, but it was tertiary and Mm short-lived. I agree. I think that is probably the best part. And you don't care if they die. But I mean, the other thing is you also don't care if they die because they're a bunch of shitheads, that family. Yeah. They're all rich people anyway. Fuck the bourgeoisie. I think that part part of what might make that interesting is that we just want to see rich people get their comeuppance. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. all for that. Look at these one percenters. Ha <laughs> ha, eat shit. And they actually did prove to be quite horrible people in the beginning, so we're just Oh, like... I mean, like, like what's his bucket? Tr- like, tried to, like, take Romina into the Chekhov's uh, bomb shelter and essentially tried to, like, force himself on her. And then when... She pushed him away, and the family came, and he said, he, she, she lured me in, and they just fucking believed her and then threw her out. Yeah. Man, art- everybody's terrible to Romina. The artwork was cool in a lot of spots. Ito has a great knack for expressions and odd settings. The concept of the planet Romina was interesting to me. Anyone ever play Abadox on Nintendo? Mm, sounds familiar, actually. I have not, no. And right to mind for ideas, but this was all over the place. While reading, I was imagining Ito surrounded by a bunch of elementary and middle school kids shouting, Now do this! Cool! Now do this! If this was more like an exploitation space horror, I would have dug it more. What we got felt a little fat, scattered, and lacking to me. We did receive questions. Actually, we received questions from Kane Mac and Dan. So Kane Mac's question uh, actually is very similar to um, one of Dan's. So Kane Mac asks, did you find Romina's passiveness annoying? She might as well be a rag doll dragged along by everybody else in the story. And then Dan actually asks, do you find the treatment of Romina off-putting or am I just getting soft in my old age? It is off-putting, but also, yeah, she is literally, I mean, that's the point. She is literally treated like a rag doll by everybody. And again, I think that's why that part where she's being little, literally flung around by her ankle and slammed into the building by the fucking cult leader guy, both hilarious and sad. <laughs> Yeah, I think what kind of makes it hilarious is just, like, her lack of response to it entirely. Her just, like, passiveness, her, like, lack of agency, her, like, three total expressions, which is really frustrating, because, like, one of those comments there was, like, Junji Ito Ito is, like, the, like, masterful when it comes to, like, expressions on his characters, and, like, Romina was just, like, "Mm." Mm -hmm. very frustrating. I feel like for sure a lot of like the torture porn that she gets put through was like off putting, but I think for me it was off putting in the sense of like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. She's not responding to it, so why should I be bothered by it? I don't know. It was. I think that's the problem. If she was a more likable character, yes, this would be more horrifying. But unfortunately, because of the lack of personality, because that we don't have an attachment to her. These horrifying things that happen is just, they almost mean nothing, unfortunately. Yeah. Dan also asked, would you have preferred the story to be longer or shorter, Did you, or did you find the length to work fine? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's the length as it is the pacing. Yeah, I really think it's just the pacing. Like, I think it could have been shorter and more condensed and have worked way better if it had, like, stuck to certain points. Or it could have, I think it would have been really great longer if it had, like, focused on certain things or if maybe we had more time to, like, Ramina and Mitsumura's relationship. Like, I had no indication that they, like, had possible interest in each other. 
that anguish, that's the only time we got even like a taste of anguish was when she's like, oh no, they stabbed him. Um, and like the other characters, the other assholes like around her, um, like Goda, like his obsession with her and like being like, no, you can't love like one single man. You are like for the people. Like that would have been like interesting too. Like on like a, the perfect blue sort of like stalkery thing we could have that that would have been great if we wanted to touch on like certain things with idol culture yeah even with like kunihito which is like the son of like the sponsorship the rich people assholes like that there could have been some you know some interesting depth there actually something that i think would have been really interesting if we're thinking about like how like people as a whole will react to things what if like ramina showed up and did nothing for like months or a year and we're just living with this like hovering planet that we know could eat us up at any moment and we've like yeah we've tried to nuke it and it doesn't work or we've tried whatever and it doesn't work like just like how do people function how do people like live with that you know because mm-hmm. we're weirdly adaptable and also very much often in denial that <sighs> of our behavior anyway i don't know i feel like if it had been longer and it had really explored some of the things instead of just like how I think I don't know who said throwing ideas at the wall and seeing what sticks or what looks like crazy fun to draw. Um, I think this could have been like really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he asked, "What did you think the tone was intended to be for the story?" I don't fucking know. I have no idea. I'm wondering if it was intentionally meant to be tongue in cheek, but if it was, it's. If it was like, Junji Ito, make us more manga, like, give us another manga, like, just put something on the page and we know it'll sell, we'll sell it, whatever it is. And he's just like, all right, I'll, and he just like started having fun with it. And I was like, well, maybe this happens next. And he's just like, you know, fuck it. Like, they want me to draw, I'm just going to draw whatever I want. And this sounds like fun. You're like, if that was the case, great. All the power to him. Like... Because I know that's that's an issue with uh, mangaka where it's like if they're, they're, some of their stuff takes off, it happens a lot with like shonen, where it's like, hey, I, I, this is the clear ending. Like, no, 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 we need more. We need another arc. Like, we got to keep it going because it's selling really well. Like, that's an issue. Um, so if he was just like pressured into putting out another manga and this is what came from it, okay, I will accept that. Like, at least I hope he had a good time drawing it. I probably should have looked up the history of that because, I mean, that's something that's similar that happened with um, in, in Hercules, the movie. Basically, um, it came about because the the directors wanted to work on something and the head was like, no, you do what I want or you'll never make your um, baby project. So they said, screw it. And basically went balls to the walls crazy with Hercules. So if you're wondering, why is there some weird choices in that movie? That's why. Um, and I kind of have to appreciate that sort of sticking it to the man mentality with Hercules. It's If you rewatch it, it does not hold up. But again, got to appreciate it now knowing that. I just appreciate that it made as many digs at Jeffrey Katzenberg as it did. I've said it more com- calmly on Animusings, but I'm going to say it right here. Fuck Jeffrey Katzenberg. <laughs> Fuck him. The guy sucks. Anyway, but... Well, maybe not as a human being, but as a, as a creative, as a person, as a creative director, he, he sucks. 
I should look that up at some point with the background history of Romina, because if that's the case, that'd be kind of wild. Well, I was going to say the only other option Junji Ito would have had was to let a uh, boy on roller skates with a baseball bat attack him, and then he has an excuse to get out of that situation. <laughs> oh, no, wait, that's that's Paranoia Agent, which is really good. Dan's fourth question. Does planet Romina possess any sentience slash sapience? Does it have motives? Yes, it's a hungry planet. That's it. It's got eyes, so it's definitely got sapience at the bare yeah. minimum. There were moments where, like, because it kept interrupting Romina getting, you know, killed or tortured even more, where I was like, okay, is it, like, somehow connected to her? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. But yeah, it's just it's just a hungry planet. Mm-hmm. Romina has great timing, let's just say. Great, like, narrative timing for everything. <laughs> oh, it looks like the end. Well, the planet's going to interrupt it. That's when it got predictable for me. Did you have any favorite artistic bits? Yes, when they go on planet Romina. Yeah, like the the hellscape that is the actual like planet surface was really gorgeous. Uh, I really love those pages where we're watching that head like shrivel. Mm-hmm. It just like fused to the planet. That's a lot of fun. I really wanted more body horror in this. I really wanted more body horror. This is a really small thing, but did anyone else appreciate the uh, kind of weird retro future aesthetic for the for the city? Yeah, with like the flying cars. Yeah, it was very like like uh, Jetsons kind yeah. of. Yeah. I was going to say Jetsons or even uh, even like if we're going to go with something from Japan, Astro Boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cute. I mean, it just kind of was just like a, there. Yeah. And compa- you couldn't really enjoy it with everything else going on. It but... just the moment I saw them traveling through the sky in a little flying car, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a retro future aesthetic. That's that's it's not super focused on. It's just a little artistic bit that I enjoyed that it, it, it has that that vibe to it. The, the flying cars and the... The, the people on jetpacks, that was something too. <laughs> if we read another Junji Ito, like longer manga, can it please be Gyo? Oh. I'd like to read something with, yeah, like that would be cool. One of the things I liked about Uzumaki is the, like the supernatural elements to it. This was definitely more like sci-fi horror. Let's go back to like some good old supernatural horror. We'll definitely put Gyo on the uh, to be read list for Darkly Lit. Perfect. That's all the questions we have. Do we have any final thoughts? No, nah, I... I've said what I've needed to say. No, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to close this book. Yeah. All right. Well, it's the end of the world <laughs> as we, we know it. it. Uh, just letting you all know, we won't have a darkly lit episode in September because uh, David and I are actually in the midst of moving into uh, a new place, and it's been kind of insane. And then not only that, uh, there's a bunch of other life stuff going on. So for now. To give us some breathing room and one less thing to worry about, there will be no Darkly Lit episode in September. However, there will be a Darkly Lit episode in October, ready for Halloween, and this time we're going with something a bit special. And plus, this gives us even more time to be able to read and enjoy this book. I'm excited about this one. For October, we will be reading The Devil in the White City by Eric Larson. That's right, we're going with a nonfiction novel, and we're going to be about H.H. Holmes. Hell yeah. Woo! If you like what you hear, um, please check out our other podcasts on the Creative Horror Network at creativehorror.com or check out our YouTube page. Just look up Creative Horror. Uh, We have some other fun podcasts like Undercooked Analysis and our new uh, podcast, The Jameson Tapes. Speaking of Halloween, keep an eye out for um, 
some fun Halloween stuff. Midnight Marinara should be returning with a its yearly uh, Midnight Marinara episode. So. We have two potential ideas cooking right now. It depends on how things arrange themselves based on the move and on the availability of uh, writers slash performers for the show. But I have a couple ideas ready to go. Well, in they're the in works. the works. In the so. works. Keep an eye out for that. Oh, crap. Is that planet coming closer to us? Well, it did just plow through Saturn. You can see the explosion from here. Wow. You didn't even need a telescope for that. It's what, like 16 light years away, right? Yeah. Oh, God, it ate the moon! Uh, I mean, maybe now Romina can tell us if it's made of cheese. Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinara, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. Ha, 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 ha.